who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. Myself, Anthony, the fellas with you, Billy, Kobe, gentlemen. What's going on? Happy Taco Tuesday. We're back, baby. Tuesdays. Anthony, how'd you make that happen? Uh, I didn't. You know, thank thank the NBA schedule. <laughs> Billy, how you doing? Good, man. I had my tacos yesterday, actually. So, uh, but, hey, I had tacos, so that's all. Taco Monday? Margarita Monday tacos. I guess it, I guess it fits, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that makes a little bit more sense. Margarita Monday and some tacos were there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess. Kobe, have you had your tacos yet or not yet? Uh, I have not. I'm currently on a little bit of a diet, you know, trying to lose a couple LBs, you know. So I, I think Wifey's cooking us up a taco salad of some kind tonight. How about that? Taco salad. I, you'd like that, huh, Tuesday? Uh, I know you like that. Uh, sure. Well, Does that still count as Taco Tuesday? I don't know the rules. <laughs> Does that still count as Taco Hey, it has taco in it, so I guess so. So it still counts? Yeah. I, I guess okay. so. I, I guess a, so, yeah. It's a form of a taco. I'm on a liquid diet, so. Yeah. Go. Okay. <laughs> all right well yeah billy's on a on a parade on a what do they call it when they uh when they grind up your stuff what is that uh puree puree diet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nasty that'd be one year <laughs> that'd be one yeah, he's not, he's clearly, clearly not on that diet yeah, no, well billy will be eventually you'll be there we're just not quite old enough <laughs> all right let's let's get started boys um before we jump into our stuff, of course, we like to remind everybody to please check out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter, IG, and our YouTube page. All right, let's start with some headlines, as we always like to do. Uh, the Raptors, they parted ways with uh, their head coach, Nick Nurse. And uh, the Rockets are hiring former Celtics head coach, Ime Udoka, to be their new head coach. So kind of interesting uh the nfl draft uh, just a reminder is this week later this week and uh in case uh you forgot uh, kobe's panthers they have the number one pick shocking <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh in some other nba news a couple awards were handed out this week again uh jazz forward laurie markinen won the most improved player of the year award and kobe magic forward Paolo Bancaro won the Rookie of the Year. Go, Paolo. How about about that? Shout out, Paolo. Um, All right, some other football news. Uh, Former MVP Aaron Rodgers, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, he has finally been rumored for a while, but has finally been traded to the New York Jets. Uh, The deal will include a second-round pick this year, and a first-round swap next year, and a conditional first-round pick uh, also in 2024. So pretty good, pretty good haul for uh, soon-to-be Hall of Fame quarterback. 
Uh, some more NBA news. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, he fractured his finger um, in the uh, game four, I guess it was. Uh, so his status is in doubt for the rest of the series, but I did see earlier today that he told uh, reporters that he is expecting to play, or at least he's going to try to play tomorrow night in game five. Um, and in some boxing news, Kobe, Gervonta Tank Davis defeated Ryan Garcia via seventh round KO to remain undefeated in their mega bout this past weekend. And those are this week's headlines. Huh? How'd you like that, Kobe? Huh? Yeah, not, not bad. Not bad. Not bad, huh? I, I worked on that just for you. Shout out. Shout out to Tank, though, for uh, getting the knockout win on Saturday night. If you guys follow me on Twitter at MOS Mamba714, you'll see that I've liked to have seen Ryan get the win. I thought that Tank was going to get the, the KO in like round eight. Uh, and it, it ended up happening, obviously, in round seven. So I wasn't too far off. But, you know, it was a fun fight. It was fun. Anthony, actually, real quick, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You ordered a boxing fight about 20 years ago. Do you remember which? It probably had to be a Tyson fight, right? <laughs> no, wasn't it wasn't. Uh, but I was there for it. Um, it was uh, De La Hoya versus Bernard Hopkins. Do you remember that? Nope. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, hold, now, hang on a second. It, one of these guys is De La Hoya's boy, right? Is that Garcia? Yeah. So Garcia, he's on Golden Boy Promotions, yeah. which which is is Oscar's uh, promotion. Right. right. Are you so impressed I was, that I knew that? Are you impressed that I knew that? A, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, it's it's hard not to know that when De La Hoya was kind of with Ryan Garcia through this whole thing. So I'm sure you saw him in there. You know, I'm probably on the IG or whatever. Actually, but, not really. Somebody told me. Or it's, oh. <laughs> But no, I just remember you ordering that fight, and there's two 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 questions I had. One was, do you you know did you remember ordering that fight? Who did no. you order it for? Why did you order it? Um, you any paid of those for questions. Do you remember? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. That was well, a long time I, ago. I only bring it up because there was. I don't even remember you were there. Are you sure? I, I was there. Yeah, that was back in our day when we had, like first started <laughs> hanging out. You know, when I first oh, like met my friend. Yeah, I was back Jeez. in the day. But um, <laughs> yeah, wish I wish I could have rethought that one. But I, I only, I only bring it up because there were some comparisons to the ending of of that fight to this Tank Garcia fight, where you know Gar- Garcia took a body shot to liver, he goes down, and it's kind of surprised to some that he doesn't continue fighting. Um, kind of like the De La Hoya Bernard Hopkins fight. So I'm surprised you didn't remember that, but because we were all kind of, you know, when we were there at your house, we were all kind of like, what the heck, like De La Hoya, that's it, he's done. But yeah, kind of, kind of a similar. Uh, Played out in a similar way, so just thought you would remember that. Speaking of uh, Oscar, I heard a rumor that he could be possibly looking to sign Jake Paul. Is that a legit thing, or is it just like a random rumor? Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't hear that. So I read it uh, a couple of days ago. So you you read it on Reddit? Good job. No, not on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you can't believe everything you hear on Reddit. You know. No, it wasn't on Reddit. Was... Speaking of Reddit, I heard that there was this like there was this rumor that popped off on Reddit that um, who's this? Uh, was this guy's name Will Levis? Le- Levi's Levi? Who's this guy from Kentucky that was uh, all of a sudden projected to go number the, one the, to the Panthers? The, court, the quarterback, yeah, yeah, from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah Will Levis. Um, I, I wouldn't buy into that. 
I would I wouldn't buy it. I don't think he's going to go number one. Well, I do think from like forty, you know, forty to one to four to one or something. Yeah, I, think. I do <laughs> think that there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in round one. I think you're probably going to see three to four quarterbacks go um, this week early, like in the first fifteen picks. Yeah, but I I would be I would be shocked if he went if the Panthers took him number one. That would be that would be shocking in my opinion. Well, good riddance to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets just <laughs> gave up their future for a one-year, possibly a two-year rental. So, well, of course, yeah. Every nobody, nobody in your division is going to complain about that. No, well, I mean they were on a downward spiral for like the last couple of years anyway. But I mean, just that's more of because he can't decide what the hell he wants to do, and now that's yeah. a Jets problem. But the Packers get a crap load of picks for it, so what you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a win-win. Jets get Jets get a proven quarterback, like you said, at least for a year or two. And the Packers, they get to they weren't a good team last year, so now you get to see what you got in Jordan Love and and try to rebuild that uh, that that core a little bit and add some pieces that will make them a little more competitive. Well, basically, Rodgers knows the Jets' offense, so yeah, he's gonna just be yelling at those receivers because they're kind of going to be in the right places. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, the and Lazard, again, and he thinks he's going to go in and win in a year. I mean, no, yeah, they have Lazard. He's they like, ha- yeah, they got Lazard. He went, you know, he sort of went and didn't go with him, but he went there obviously knowing that he was going to be there. And then, yeah, they're a little more talented from a skill position set than the Packers were. So it just uh, depends when he decides to show up, when he decides to start working with those guys. Yeah. That has a lot to do with getting chemistry and getting in there. So. A lot of it's on him. Now the ball's in his court. Now he's just got to – if he wants to win, he's going to have to go in there and get those guys going. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll be able to squeeze it in once he's done with, like, his holistic retreats or whatever no, stuff he's done he does. With his, he's done with his dark room. Yeah, whatever that stuff is, yeah. Where do you think Nick Durst is going to go? You 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 said uh, in our chat, little chat we got going off this, that uh, you might wouldn't mind seeing him on the Lakers staff next year. I'd love that. I don't think I don't think he would. I don't think that would realistically happen. I don't think the Lakers would pursue him as an assistant coach, and I don't think he'd want to be an assistant coach. But right. I I would love it. Yeah, I mean. Nick Nurse is going to be a hot commodity in this offseason. So. No, I like Nick Nurse. I think he's a, a smart coach. And I mean, you remember, I was an advocate. I was hoping that the Lakers were going to find a way to go after him when we needed to replace Vogel. Yeah, I remember. So I, so I, I like Nick Nurse. I think, he's a, I think he's a pretty good coach. Yeah. But well, now we got him and we're going to the finals. So just be ready and be happy, Anthony. All right. Well, since, <laughs> since you're diving right in with – you know, both feet uh, head first. We well, will with head first. What, what? The what? Yeah, like a cannonball. cannonball. There you go. Um, we will now roll into, of course, our uh, Laker uh, series recap here. So it was, you know, we should be in good spirits, right? It's obviously it's been a pretty good week uh, so far for the Lakers. Saturday night was a great one. Yesterday was a great one. Lakers three one series lead. Now, before before we you know get into our little breakdown analysis here, a three one series lead right now over Memphis, <laughs> looking like looking like on the verge of the second round. I mean, if 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 
if if we would have had a crystal ball three four months ago, right? And 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 someone would have been like, "Don't worry, you guys are going to be up three one in the second round against Memphis in the first round, headed to the second round against Memphis." Do you think anybody would have bought that? <laughs> uh, no, but at the same time, as the great Kobe Bryant would say, the job is not finished. I'm just I'm just making a you know just a, a you know. Obviously, a little a little joke, but no joking. I don't think anybody would have predicted that. But hey, here we are. Uh, you know, kudos to this team. They um, bounced back nicely after you know what we well documented last week was a, a pretty subpar, lazy performance in Game Two. Yeah, to um, a great performance in Game Three and. And, and a, a drag out knockdown game for win, but they still got the win. And, you know, you look at this series so far, the Lakers have really outplayed Memphis in almost every game, honestly. And in the totality of the series, they've outscored them, out rebounded them, outshot them. They're averaging more steals and more blocks per game. So it, the Lakers should be up three games to one. Uh, really, it could be. It could be. It could have been a, a sweep if we would have played just a tiny bit better in Game Two. But uh, the Lakers are outplaying Memphis, hence why they have the three-one advantage. And Game Three obviously was great. Lakers come with a ton of energy. They had that you know NBA two K type first quarter, right? Thirty-five to nine. I mean, you know, that's that's like that's like a video game. That's, you know, that's, and that's, they, that's right up your alley right there. Man. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, 35 to nine. That's, you know, I mean, when I played the other day, I think I was, I think I was 27, 10 after the first quarter. So <laughs> 35 to nine, that's, that's legit, man. Oh God. Uh, my, my, my daughter was doing what you would do. I was watching the Lakers Memphis game and then Sunday I turn around and she's on the switch playing the same thing. <laughs> oh, she's playing it while she's watching while you're watching. Yeah, she's playing two that's nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, that was a great game. I mean, you knew the Lakers were going to come out fired up and, you know, they really took it to Memphis. Memphis just, you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't recover enough to really, really get into it. AG was great in that game. You know, he bounced back with 31, 17, three blocks. Uh, and then game four, of course, we knew it was going to be much tighter. You knew Memphis was going to play better, play harder, you know, play tougher, uh, you know, come out, put up a better fight. Uh, AD did not play well in that game. He kind of has, you know, been a little Jekyll and Hyde in this game, right? Great in game one, not great in game two, great in game three, not great in game four. So, so maybe game five will get, you know, the good AD again, because he struggled 12 points, 11 rebounds, did have four blocks, but really struggled. No field goals in the first half, which is just, you, you can't, there's no way Anthony Davis can play a, a half of playoff basketball and not get a basket. Like that's just not acceptable. So the weird thing is that a report came out this morning that he's been playing with an injured hip. <laughs> yeah, so that Chris Hain- and it's yeah, Chris Haynes that it, broke it, that last night. Yeah, during the game. And it, it's funny that it came out after he landed on it, and then suddenly, oh, he's been playing with it for. X amount of games. I'm just like, why would they just now say this after that happened? It's, Look, if, well, if, they if said it because he had a bad game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, 
blaming it that on, I'm not saying Davis is, you know, manipulating or anything. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying it's weird that the report would come out after he landed like that. And then suddenly, oh, well, he's been doing, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would just say just get over it because, I mean, we're 86 games into the year. And if 80 ain't hurt, <laughs> I would be stunned. So he's got problems, I'm sure. Well, I would say, you know, you play through it. Like you said. Yeah. This is the playoffs. Everybody's banged up. Everybody's playing with injury, you know, except for Kawhi. Everybody's out there playing with injuries. <laughs> so you 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 gotta yeah you gotta man up. You gotta get through it. I mean, these things are always funny because you know Chris Haynes, like you said, Billy, kind of reported it dur- like during the game last night after he was like looking like he was touching that area. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a coincidence that they make it public on a night when he has a terrible game and, and they're talking about the fact that, you know, he did, did, you know, didn't do anything in the first half struggled, you know, most of the way. Um, but like Kobe said, we're, 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 we're at a point in the season where you just gotta, you just gotta find a way to get through it and you got to play a little bit better because, you know, last night the Lakers were, you know, fortunate to get the win because if, if AD only scores 12 points, in game five, the Lakers were coming back to L.A. Well, early, early on, they were double, double, triple teaming, you know, every time he got the ball, right? Every time LeBron got the ball, you see, like, players just rush him. And then, you know, the role players did their job. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do, get in, step up, and all that, right? But throughout the game, you have to figure out how to maneuver around those, Right. So, um, you know, do you think that's like a, a rookie kind of like the rookie coach thing or do you think it's just something that they never could figure out? That's- well, you know what I think? And I'm curious to get you guys. I mean, you have four quarters to figure that out. right? Yeah. Well, here's what I think. Yes, they're going to double AT, uh, AD. And we know that he knows that the coaching staff knows that they all know that. And and and, so, and the guys have to make shots. Right. Like D'Lo was terrible through three quarters last night. But. Give him credit. He hit those three big threes yeah. in the fourth. He had 12 points in the fourth quarter before he fouled out. So those shots obviously got the Lakers into the game and put it put us in a position to get to overtime and win. But through three quarters, he couldn't hit the side of a barn, right? And those guys have to make shots when they double. But this is, I think, honestly, this, this is my simple, simple reasoning for Anthony Davis. I just don't think he reads the double teams well. I think it's just that simple because he's he has the ball low and and in spots where they can just hit the ball and it happened multiple times. They hit the ball out of his hand and then suddenly it's a melee. And well, but you notice, too, and I'm curious to see what you think about this, Kobe, his reaction. You know, the double team's coming, but his reaction is slow, right? His his movement is slow. His reaction is slow. And then getting the ball out of the double team. Now, because because he's three seconds behind the action, it puts it puts everybody now in a situation where when those guys kick it for an open shot, they're they're only open for two seconds, not four seconds or, you know, whatever. Right. right. The spacing is off, you know, and you, like you look at guys like Joe and LeBron, like those guys read the double team so well. They know what to do immediately. They move the ball quickly right out of the double team the, and guys get open. They're ahead of the curve. Yeah. 80 does not do that. I think it I think it a little bit has to do with what we've talked about, you know, in the past about his spatial awareness when it comes mm-hmm. to when he gets injured, you know, like yeah. he just doesn't have 
the awareness for whatever reason uh, of where he's landing, where another player's foot is, you know, all that stuff. And I think that teams kind of recognize that and they're ready to kind of exploit that with him. I don't feel like teams feel that mentally he's the strongest on the team when it just comes to anything. Um, Yeah. Just dealing with injuries, you know, dealing with double teams, dealing with anything, just really trying to hammer that home on him. And um, maybe they've kind of figured that out, you know, so. I mean, Kobe, you think you would think at this point, as with majority of, you know, the teams out there, that every player kind of knows where each other's going to be, right? So if, if Davis gets a ball, right automatically in his head, he should be like, okay, I got this guy over here, got this guy over here, got this guy over here. But he kind of, he seems to kind of get a little bit frantic and he loses the ball at times. Well, and again, that, that, that it could come down to, to him, um, you know, with the whole assertiveness. Remember, like, this was supposed to be 80s team. He's supposed to be the one that's dominating this team. LeBron, the whole offense was to run through AD. Right. But it's almost like he doesn't have that assertiveness in him to demand the ball, like, you know, in games or say, I'm going to be the number one. But sometimes he does. So it's kind of like weird, but I, I don't think you can have that inconsistency with this level of play that we're trying to be at. You even heard Chuck last night. Well, me and Billy probably did because I know Anthony. I don't think you watched the TNT broadcast. No, I, I heard I heard Chuck say when, basically. He's, in, he's, in, he's inconsistent. Yeah. AD yeah. is, is yeah. way too inconsistent. And if you're a championship-level team, you know, is that something – that you know is gonna come back and bite you in the butt ultimately you know and that that kind of leads me into this look if we're playing you know kind of this sloppy and not having the best games against a a, a crippled uh injury riddled memphis team like how are we gonna do in the second round how are we gonna do in the conference finals or the finals you know like we're barely squeaking these these wins by granted we're up three one but we were almost two two there for a second you know I, i mean how if it's taking our all to be a team that's, you know, without two primary key players on their team, how, how are we going to fare in the, in the upcoming rounds, you know? So uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. And look, we're going yeah. in, we're going into Memphis three, one. That's pro- probably, you know, I hate to say it, but <laughs> what, what do we do? What do we end up doing when, when we got nice, comfortable leads? Lakers are, are, are known to let take their foot off. The <clears throat> well, that, no. happened, that happened, that happened in game three, right? We were up, you know, 20 some points, we should have been up by like 30 in the fourth and been able to sit everybody and they'd let, you know, Memphis get within 10. So it's like, yeah. And, th- and think about it like this, the pressure is on because I, I don't know if you guys caught that, that Atlanta Celtics game, but now they're going yeah. back for game six in Atlanta. Let's just <laughs> yep. say Atlanta wins. Now you go back to Boston game seven and all the pressures on Boston. And it's of kind course. of, the re- it's kind of the reverse for us. We're going to Memphis. Let's say they get the win three, two, we come back home for uh, we come back for uh, uh, home for game six. Now the pressure is really on Los Angeles because we don't have home court. We we choke game six away, let's say, and now we got to go back to Memphis for game seven. So that, that there's a lot of pressure. We need to take care of this uh, in in game five because you don't want a chance that game six or seven. Yeah, but you're right, Kobe. The the I have the same fear about tomorrow. Um, I would love like I picked the Lakers in six. So I'm sticking with that, but I would love to find a way to just punch Memphis in the mouth, you know, tomorrow and, and just come out, gut punch them right out of the way, you know, take, you know, take their momentum, take, 
the, the wind out of their sails, whatever you want to call it, and try to steal that game. But and, I'm afraid, just like you said, just like in game two, we're going to come out and be like, we got game one. Jaws not playing. We can cruise to an easy victory in game two. They're going to, I'm just afraid we're up 3 1. They're, you know, their backs are against the wall. They're probably going to fold. We'll come out and just do our thing and we'll find a way to win. So, and that the, ain't going to cut it. The winner of this series plays who? Golden Sacramento State. Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Holy That's why it was so important to, <laughs> to stay in the seventh seed to be on that, this side of the bracket. Yeah, I so mean, you don't have to. You, so you don't have to play Denver or Phoenix. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd love to win tomorrow night. You know, give these guys some rest, and you know, because I think that Sacramento Golden State series is going to probably go to. Um, and so it'd be nice to be able to get the win. I think. I think. Get, yeah. get these no, guys you, injury treatment, sorry. rest, and all that stuff, and uh, you know, prepare for the next series, and and you know, you, you're able to watch film and and all that stuff and watch the games of what, of what these teams are doing too. So um, get a little bit of a, an advantage of, you know, as far as that goes. Right. Well, and we, obviously we are a little, you know, our, our core players are a little bit older, right? especially LeBron. So, rest, so any rest, you know, rest, will be uh, well needed, you know? Yeah. And you're right. If we could take care of business tomorrow, I think Sacramento golden state, I still think that probably goes seven. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be great because that means that, you know, we wouldn't play, you know, game one till like what, like next Wednesday or something like that. So it would give us a lot of rest. Now in <laughs> fairness, even if it does go six, like you said, Kobe, all of a sudden now that game six for the Lakers has, you have to treat that as game seven. You have to treat that as there is no, there is no game, you know, there is no game seven Sunday yeah in Memphis, you got to treat Friday night game six as an absolute must win game seven. I'll tell you one thing though, the role players. Well, what I'm saying is we should treat game seven as tomorrow night's game. game No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm I'm just, I'm just saying if we don't get it done tomorrow, then it's Friday night. Absolutely. You're already thinking the wrong way. You're already thinking the wrong way. You're thinking like they're thinking like, Lakers are thinking, ah, yeah, we're up 3-1. We can kind of cut. No, no, no. Tomorrow's game seven. I don't know. I'm a good – first, you, you, just, you just said that you, you, you think that we're going to come out soft and play flat again in game five. Right. Now you're that, talking about – No, I'm saying, that, I'm saying that's what I think is going to happen <laughs> because mentally they're not treating tomorrow as a game seven. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm and agreeing with you thing. both you're ways. You're doing the same thing. As I'm me. agreeing with you on both counts. I'm agreeing with you that I, I – I think that's what's going to happen, and I and I agree with you. I wish they would, but I agree that I think they're not. You're right. What? <laughs> all right, all right. You've confused the listeners. All right, what were you going to say, Billy? Crap, I'm confused too. <laughs> I'm like, well, both ways. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, to go to shy away from the stars a little bit because we we put a lot of focus into uh, AD and LeBron and stuff like that, and, and we know the the what they've been doing, what they haven't been doing, right? Um, I'd like to, you know, get into our role players, which have been doing a really good job. Um, whether it's not all of them at one game, it's maybe one person this game, couple guys this game, whatever, right? Still, they're a huge piece to this team. Um, for instance, Vandy. Vandy last night had a great game. Um, he was playing really well. I wish they would have had him in more in the fourth quarter, uh, I, I like Rui. I get it. He's been hot in this series up 
to this point. Um, he was having an off night, and Vandy just brings better defense, uh, more athleticism, rebounding, and stuff like that. I think maybe if we had him in over Rui uh, in the fourth, there was a chance that we may not have gone to overtime. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but that's just my opinion there. I'm curious real quick, Anthony, before you go into the next segment, I can kind uh-huh. of just back off that real quick. Yeah. So Billy brought up Vandy. You know, he had a good game uh, yesterday. But in game three, he didn't score at all. He scored zero points. And Vandy's kind of known to do that. And he's a starter right now. And he's playing 25, 28 minutes a game. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I wish he was more productive on the offensive end. <laughs> but the beauty of this team is it's built a lot differently, right? <clears throat> so when you have a guy like Vanderbilt who plays 24 minutes a game and only gives you two points or no points from time to time, it doesn't hurt this team as much as it did say before the trade. When you had guys like Beverly out there playing 28, 29 minutes and he was giving you zero points, that was killing this team because there was no other options. There wasn't other guys. Like Billy said, Vanderbilt was on the bench in the fourth quarter because we, you know, they didn't want the defense out there. They wanted the offense, but before this team was built the way it's built, that we didn't have those options. We didn't have the guys the guys you that went, you could put out there. You went where I was trying to go with it. So let's flip the players then. Let's say Vandy was on this team pre-trade deadline and Pat Bev was who we picked up. Would you be okay right now with Pat Bev scoring zero points? Well, not if they're both scoring zero points. Because again, no. it's all, it's all, but it's all, it, it's all relevant. It's all relevant to the fit. You can, no, you no, can no, have no. one, you can no, have no. one I, I, guy. I, I, that is no, no, a no, you, 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 you missed that question. So I think Kobe's trying to compare the two, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. So, so if so, if Pat Bev is here now and Vandy's not here, and and we had him pre-trade deadline, and we got rid of Vandy and we brought in Pat Bev post-trade deadline, we got all the same pieces. Would it be okay for Pat Bev to have zero points in Game Three of the playoffs? No, for sure. Uh, but is Pat Bev playing lockdown defense? Because remember, yeah. Remember the- but, yeah, but he, he but he Dan. wasn't Remember when he we shut had down Dan, we had a historic comeback earlier in the season. Oh, yeah, but he wasn't best. but he wasn't playing lockdown defense when we had him. His, de- his defense was very poor. <laughs> I think I think people know where we're going here. So, so anyway, no, I know. You, I, I, I understand. I understand. Your Anthony wants to pick and choose. Who, no, no, no. Who you're, who trying, you're, trying to, you're trying to you're trying to manufacture something that isn't there. No, I get I'm it. Not. Play your little games, but again, you can't. It's not apples to apples comparison. You're talking about if this guy did this and if that guy did that, but Pat Bev didn't score and he didn't play defense. Like I, I told like- you, if he was playing lockdown defense, it would have been a totally different thing, but he wasn't, he was getting, he was, he was terrible when he was here. I just like the fact that Vandy has the size so he can defend the perimeter. He can defend inside and he can grab boards. He can grab the board to push the ball. That's one thing I do like about this team. Whoever's on the floor but but none of this none of this was ever hold on but it was never about size and it was never about defense it was always like this guy can't be a starter playing twenty five minutes and scoring zero points no that's not true that's not true it was about it was about size and defense how many times did we talk no no be fair no be fair Billy how many times did we talk about the fact that we had a bunch of small guards that couldn't score and your argument was but Pat Pl- that plays elite defense and my argument was no he doesn't look at the numbers he's not playing elite defense so he's not giving you that if he was giving us that it would have been a totally different argument but he wasn't even giving us that no what the, we all know that you just didn't like him so and that's all it came down to that's all it, <laughs> no, came it, down. it comes down to production Billy am, am, I, am I wrong was he playing elite <laughs> defense no was he was he a small guard out there yes or no 
he was a small guard out there, but it, it, now you guys put me in the middle of this crap. Well, I'm just <laughs> I, tell me, am I wrong? Look, was, he Anthony, pl- was he playing elite okay, defense for us? I'm gonna say this. All right, this is what I'm gonna say, Anthony. You never liked Pat Beverly. I don't. 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 I don't. Don't. don't, don't <laughs> let me talk. No, I don't. I, I'm not okay. a Pat Beverly fan. You've never liked him. I've made that point okay. very, very okay. clear on this podcast. At the same but, time, at the but, same time, you have always been clear about we didn't ever have size, and we never had a, a elite. I guess you call Vandy a three and D guy. He's not a big three point shooter, but. He's got the size, right? So you've always been a thing about the size and the defense. So Vandy has that, which I get. But at the same time, I think Beverly's a better perimeter defender than Vandy. But I'd rather have Vandy personally, not because I don't like Beverly of what he can do, but I like the fact that Vandy can guard multiple positions, grab the board, and push the ball up the floor. Is Beverly a better perimeter defender than Vandy right now at this stage in his career? Interesting question. Well, I just think it's funny that that it was all about you can't be in the starting lineup 25, 25 minutes and score zero points. And then also right now you just said, well, if this was a if this was pre if this was pre uh, trade deadline, then no. But now that it's post deadline, it, it, it's okay, you know. So no, I that that's going to play defense and grab boards and stuff, whether he scores or not. I mean, if he scores, it's a bonus, right? So fortunately, Vandy can do a lot of scoring, not a lot, but he can score more inside than Pat Bev can. Basically with Beverly, you're relying on him to hit threes or, and mid range, which he was, so so at, but but I, he, but I that wasn't for, his primary job either. So, and I would say from an offensive standpoint, Vandy is up and down. You know, like he's he's oh, not gonna he I'm he's, not, he's not gonna always put put he's not gonna always put the ball in the basket every single game. But some of the gripes that that Anthony's had in the past about Avery Bradley, let's say about Pat Bev, about these guys that were getting minutes and not putting points in the, in the basket, that was that was a problem. So I'm just yeah, but, but, yeah, I don't have a problem having Billy started talk- all this. Billy no, started but all, all this you're talking about is – but <laughs> all you're talking about are points. You're negating the fact – That's all you oh, ever no. talking no, about. No, 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 no. You're the negating the fact – Anthony wants to dominate. He always bring up points. Of course, of course. You have to outscore. Well, you don't win game 0-0, but you're missing something. My The issues I had with guys like Beverly – and with Avery Bradley, isn't just the offense. Isn't just the offense. Oh. It's they were small they guards were and they didn't defend. Well, your <laughs> argument was, the, your argument was always like, well, they're defenders. And my argument was great. If you're not out there scoring the, and you're not playing defense, then why are you on the floor? Okay, so during the Avery season- Bradley, look at remember last year we had this conversation. Avery Bradley was like the worst defensive rated player in the entire league, and Vogel was started. 30 something games. So at the beginning of the How does that so make like, any sense? So it's the same. When we got D'Lo, you loved what he was doing in the when we first got him. Now he's having a couple off games, and now you're like, oh, I don't know if we should have him the rest of your one. And then he comes in the fourth, hits three threes, <laughs> gets us back into the gets us back into it. LeBron hits the shot for oh, and then we're in overtime. Like <laughs> It's no, you're we're, right. hey, we're just trying. We're just trying, high. Anthony. We're we're just trying to get you to be consistent. Like you're always telling about the rest. You're, like you're, you're high on rest, somebody. Rest oh, I'm, to be consistent. I'm very, I'm to very to, consistent. You're I'm high on consistent. somebody when they're hot, and you're low on somebody when they're off. No, I'm like, very consistent. I told you I liked. Off, I, like, 
no, I've told you for several weeks now, I like D'Lo. I'm just not 100% sold on if he is the long-term answer at point guard. But since you brought up D'Lo, speaking of that, <laughs> that gets us into the other topic I wanted to talk about today before we go. I got us out of that argument. Is... <laughs> So you mentioned D'Lo. We mentioned, you know, he had a nice fourth quarter last night. Um, but I'm curious. So out of all the starting point guards that are left in the playoffs right now, there's 15 of them. Where do you rank D'Lo in that group? Who wants to go first? I mean, Billy, why don't you go first? I wasn't a fan of this topic, to be honest. Um <laughs> I think this is more in fairness. Of, in fairness, though, Billy's never a fan of a lot of the topics, so it's really hard <laughs> to gauge. Well, I'm just for me, it's like this is something we should probably visit in the offseason to where, okay, here's a free agent point guards, and where do you rank D'Lo? But since you want to do it this way, because we're probably not, gonna we're not put talking it in about in the offseason, no, up. we're just saying you, you just said you just gave me a little dissertation there about D'Lo, how like. You know, I say I like him. I don't like him. Fine. Okay. I'm telling you, you tell me how good is D'Lo. If I'm wrong about D'Lo, how, there's 15 point guards in the in the postseason right now. Where's D'Lo? I'm putting him in the middle of the pack. I'm putting him 9-10. But you love D'Lo. I didn't say I loved him. You're, you're, you're having me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay, hold hold on. On. You're having me compare <laughs> to some of the point guards that are in the playoffs right now. You got Curry. Fox, Jaw, Holiday, Trey, Brunson, Harden, Morant. I mean, you're having me compare them against yes. premier point guards. <laughs> yes, the that's middle exactly. Of the pack point guards. Yes. I don't yes. think he's a premier oh, point guard. Billy, Bill, Billy's, Billy's no, learning no. something and he doesn't realize it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Go go back in the day when we were in the triangle. Was Fisher a premier point guard? No, he was in the middle of the pack point guard. And what do we do? We won championships. You get a point guard like D'Lo that can pass the ball, shoot when we need him to, and run the offense. Got size. Cool with it. I'm good. <laughs> Sign him. Middle of the pack point guard. Fine. If we have players around him that can that can make shots and do what we need him to do, I'm sold. Yeah, and, but and but Fisher was great in the playoffs. He always he played great in the playoffs. His numbers improved oh, in the wait. playoffs. Yeah, Fisher was clutch in the fourth quarter. What did D'Lo do last night? Someone remind me of that. Oh, damn. I, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he mm-hmm. had three threes and got us in the overtime. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, I mean, the question is kind of vague because there's no criteria asked on how to rank them. So, I kind of just factored It's just in your own. opinion. It's yeah, just your opinion. I, yeah, I kind of factored in my own criteria, you know. Uh, as far yeah, as you, you know, can factor any criteria you want, th- this moment in the playoffs and how, how teams are performing and what, what those, what these point guards contributions to winning are right now. And, um, a little bit of the eye test, you know, I like the eye test. So I'm with Billy though. I have D low the pack. I have him actually, and I wouldn't be mad if he's anywhere, you know, between the, six through 10 spot, but I have him as the sixth best point guard currently left in the playoffs. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, so you have him, so you have him above guys like 
Drew Holiday, Donovan Mitchell, I get you know, whatever you don't have James much. Harden. Yeah, Chris I'll, I'll Paul. Quickly, well, I'll first quickly, of all, Donovan I'll quickly, Mitchell. I'll quickly, quickly go through my list because I don't think Billy probably didn't put a list, so I'll just go through my list. Here's my I list. Have a list. One, one through fifteen. Okay, you can go after me. Here we go. One through fifteen. I'm just gonna read them off real quick. I got Steph number one, De'Aaron Fox number uh-huh. two, Same. Jamal Murray number three, Jalen Brunson number four. I got Ja Morant number five, D'Lo number six. CP3, number seven, Harden, number eight, Russ, number nine, Donovan Mitchell, number 10, Drew, 11, uh, Trey Young, number 12, even though he had a monster game winner tonight, I could probably move him up, um, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, number 13, Mike Conley, number 14, and Anthony's boy, Gabe Vincent, number 15. Okay. It's like that That's list. fair. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't consider fair. Donovan a point guard, so. Oh. Well, but he is the, I mean, he's the starting point guard for for Cleveland, but, uh, but you're right. He, he could probably, you know, interchange and be the two guard and my whole list, you know, I mean, I think for the most part, most people probably agree with it. There's a case to be made in that middle pack there with CP three, hard and rust. Those are hall of fame players that are, you know, uh, had amazing careers, but yeah. you know, none of them have won. And, you know, I don't know how confident I feel that they're going to win, you know, and obviously CP three Harden, they've had injury issues. Mitchell's not proven, um drew might be a little low on my list you know he's a champ and he he's you know a, a a big guard and he can defend and he does multiple things so um you know like i said trey young yeah. could probably move up in my list so i mean it's this is just kind of you know i, I put it together uh, a little bit on the eye there's no there's no right or there's wrong no right answers or wrong. Yeah. there's no right or wrong yeah. answers it's just opinion right yeah so that's just how i feel what's your list billy uh curry fox jaw uh, Holiday, because I, I just love what he does in both ends. Uh, Trey Brunson, Harden. Harden's actually uh, doing a good job of, you know, getting everyone involved on that team. Uh, CP. Then I got D'Lo and Russ, which I could flip-flop either way. Uh, Smart. I mean, I put Murray. I don't consider Murray a point guard either, but I got Murray, then Conan Lee, and I got Lowry. Okay, yeah. Um, again, I, I, I think – the whole idea here is, and you, I think you brought this up last week, Kobe, right? About D'Lo's, you know, playoff numbers. Like he historically he's not, he hasn't been very good in the playoffs, right? When he was in the playoffs with uh, the Nets, right? His numbers weren't very good too. I think you brought that up last week, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, 13 games, he's shooting under 50% at that time. <clears throat> yeah. So this is my, it just goes back to, like I said, my opinion of D'Lo. I like D'Lo. I think he's a good player. I like the fact that he's able to stretch the floor and make threes, um, which is something that this team desperately needed. Um, but it just goes back to I'm not sold on him entirely yet as a long-term option at point guard. And when you compare him to all the other point guards that are currently in the playoffs, I agree with you guys. He's right in the middle. I have him 11 out of 15. Whoa. So – just so you guys know, there's 15 <laughs> spots here, so the middle is technically six through ten. So 11. Yeah, I'm saying I have, I have them 11. I have them 11. It's it's hard for me to put them above Harden or Mitchell or Trey Young or Chris Paul. You I know. got them nine. Where the hell do you have all these other guys? <laughs> well, I'm saying I I have Steph one, Ja two, Fox three, Brunson four. Um. Trey five, Murray six, Mitchell seven, Paul eight, Harden nine, 
uh, Holiday 10, D'Lo 11, Russ 12, Smart uh, 13, um, Lowry, you know, the Lowry slash Vincent, whoever you want to call the starter, 14, and then Conley uh, is is pulling the rear. It's amazing that you guys both put Russ and D'Lo right next to each other when we've been a completely different team since the trade headline. Yeah. Well, again, it's just and all a lot of criteria. That is well, it's all it's all criteria. Huh? Russ is putting up monster numbers because I'm sorry, he's, that, because a lot he's of that, the only a guy lot of that's playing. Of, a lot of that's because of D'Lo. Sorry, a lot of that's because of D'Lo. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just no, I'm I'm just saying Russ is putting up monster numbers because he's he's the only guy playing. You know. For, so for, you know. So it's kind of. You know, some some of it's a little bit skewed. Brunson, I'm giving Brunson a little bit of a bump because he's played so well. His numbers aren't quite like his numbers aren't as good as Russell Westbrook's, for example. But he's got his team three one, and Russ's team is one three. Yeah. So you know, so you have to factor some of that. Yeah, that that uh, a, lot, you know, a little bit of it. that was factored into mine, and that's why Trey was so low on mine because he's about to be eliminated tonight, you know? And it's like, yeah, Trey's numbers in my bottom yeah. half of my ranking here, he's got the best numbers, 29. Is, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. dude, you're about to get yeah. eliminated, you yeah. know? I saw I saw well, when I was making my list. I was watching that game. So, Like I said, I like D'Lo. I don't know how much I totally trust him. You know, like, you know, I was thinking last night was kind of interesting. You know, he hit the big shots to get us back in the game. Then he fouled out, right? You know, he fouled out there late mm-hmm. in the in the fourth. And I just after the game, I was thinking, if D'Lo doesn't foul out, do we do we win that game? Oh my god, dude! You, you, this course. guy loves to play the coulda, woulda, shoulda game. No, I'm just I'm just saying because again, <laughs> it's just the hot and cold, right? But I'm saying it's the hot and it's the hot and cold with D'Lo. He hit the he hit the big shot, but. Would he have missed a critical shot? I mean, I'm just saying, would have, should have, could have, but it's just one of those things that, you know, the or, game worked or out. The opposite. I think. What if, what if we did? Would it hit two or three more after that? Yeah, well, no. why, exactly why? right. You're, you're exactly right. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. That's that's the thing with D'Lo that makes you me wanna, a little nervous. You know he exactly could have stayed in the game. This oh, is exactly, fun little this is, game we played too. Damn. This is exactly my point. We're gonna go back to we're gonna go back to segment two of this pod. What we were saying. D'Lo can go on the craziest run. He can go on his craziest postseason run, and it's not going to matter because at the end of the day, we all know Anthony wants Kyrie this summer. So he could do everything. He, he could be the best player on our team, and, and we could win a championship. You still won't be sold on him because you'll be like, well, he's only well, done it this one time. We don't really have a track record on him. There's not, not much we have to judge based on. you know. So I, I still wouldn't trust him. I Give me the guarantee, Kyrie. I know that's going to happen. Okay, first of all, I'm not sold on Kyrie either, but if you, I mean – it's not a compare. I mean, Kyrie is obviously a better player than D'Lo, but that's not the point of the of the discussion here. All all I care about is what's going to get the Lakers a championship. That's it. See, I'm. A, this is where you and I differ. Okay, so I, I all I I don't care who's on the team. If the Lakers win a championship, that's all I care about. I don't care what it takes. I don't care who's on the team, even if it's guys I don't like. Right? If 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 you, like I, like I told you before. If Pat Bev would have been the missing ingredient and it and it when it would have worked, fine. I then I would have been all for it. I don't like Pat Bev, but fine. I would have I would have had no issue with it if we would have won a championship. Yeah, but, but you, it didn't you, work. You to say obviously. that it's, it's easy for you to say that now, but we will never know. We'll never know now because if it would have worked, we would have never known if 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 you would have said that. There's, there's no way we're gonna know. But it wasn't working. But it wasn't working. But even if it did work, let's it say wasn't it wasn't working. Work. 
Let's say it did work. No, but I love You're Russ. Telling me you Remember, I've told you this just, on several occasions. Russ is one of my favorite players of all time. I've told you that many times. I love Russ. But it didn't work. So that's why I was an advocate for the fact that he had to go. Because it wasn't going to work. It wasn't working. And it wasn't going to help us win. So we had to go. And then Russ is one of my favorite players. So it's not, it's not just guys that I don't like or whatever that you like to think. If, if it's a guy that I love like Russ and it's not working, sorry, Russ, I love you, but you got to go. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, let's see what happens tomorrow night. Hopefully we can close this out. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. As always, we'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Matter of Stats podcast, and we encourage you to please – Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on IG. Check us out on the YouTube page. And we will be back next week with another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Good night. Good night. <laughs> we'll be back. Ah, <laughs> uh, cheese balls. <laughs>